0: Welcome to the Reality Revolution. I'm your host, Brian Scott. Today we're going to read a profoundly interesting channeling delivered by Raw on November 19th, 2016. This channeling concerns activism. We see the world and we watch what's happening in politics and in wars, and there's a part of us that wants to become activist and really enter into the political realm of what's going on. Yet there is a certain dynamic that goes on in the spiritual realm, balanced between just being and actually becoming activist. And they discuss this balance, and it's very interesting in light of what's happening in the world. Our question today, quote, concerns activism. On one hand, we have statements from Ra, like this one from 34.9, where they say, There are some few whose desires to aid society are of a green ray nature or above. These entities, however, are few due to the understanding, we may say, of fourth ray, that the universal love freely given is more to be desired than principalities or even the rearrangement of people or political structures. We also have reminders from the Confederation that the most powerful and fundamental service is one of being, not doing. That is, the radiation of realization of oneness with the Creator. On the other hand, we hear from voices like Martin Luther King Jr. and others studying oppression that in a societal body, silence and non-resistance is tantamount to tacit support of unjust or perhaps even tyrannical policy. Can you please speak to these seemingly competing ideas and how the seeker who wants to contribute positively to create a positive society can be of the greatest service. Jim Channeling I am Quo, and greet each of you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We are honored to be called to your group this afternoon. You have created in your circle of seeking a great tower of light that we perceive from what you would call the heavens above you. We would speak this afternoon to your concerns about how the seeker of truth may participate in the worldly affairs, including those that you have called the elections of individuals the social movements of change the individual protests of injustice and all manner of disharmony that is apparent to any seeker of truth with an open heart in your illusion my friends this is an illusion your third density experience but is an illusion with a purpose it is not mere misdirection or misrepresentation it is an opportunity my friends for you to polarize more positively in your seeking of the one creator all about you within you, without you, within every other soul with whom you share the planetary influence. This is not an easy task, my friends. It is one which requires great dedication upon each level of your being. You have within you the power to decide. You have free will. How to exercise this free will is your question. With each situation that you approach, and which approaches you, or times such as the one which you now experience it seems that you have been approached by that which is most difficult disharmonious and most distasteful and yet we tell you my friends that there are truly no mistakes this is not just a convenient saying or cop-out for refusing to face an unpleasant truth there can be no mistakes for there is only one creator there are not two powers in this universe there is not good and evil there is only the creator in various aspects Each of the seven billion souls which inhabit your planetary sphere is the creator. And yet each has an individual perception of its own purpose and place within the universe of being. Various of these individuals have gotten themselves together in groups of shared ideals, purposes, programs, desired outcomes. Some have political parties. Some have churches. Some have social movements. There are many ways to gather as there are imaginations to conceive of thoughts, principles, and manners of seeking, which you may loosely call the truth, when you find yourself in the situation in which you now find yourself, that you wonder what it is that you should do, what is it to do that is most helpful to the society around you, to staying true to your own spiritual principles, to being of service to everyone that presents themselves to you in need of such service as you may provide. Again, my friends, your free will choice is of paramount importance. We cannot tell you precisely what you should do. It is not our purpose to guide your actions and to learn for you. But we can tell you that you do not need to fear making mistakes that are irreparable, damning, and damaging to a spiritual journey. If you but stay open to that still small voice inside you, that is the voice of the Creator, my friends. It has ever been with you. Some listen more carefully to this voice than others. And how best to listen to this voice, my friends. You will not find it in the hubbub and hurry and hassles and hastes of the day. You will find it instead in the depths of your meditation, in your prayer, in your contemplation, in your consideration of what it is to be human, to be you, to be alive, to be filled with purpose, to make oneself allied with the highest spiritual principles. We are aware Of the one known as Mahatma Gandhi He is one who traveled the road of seeking both spiritual enlightenment and social justice Indeed few in the history of your planet have traveled this road more successfully He took on the British Empire my friends and he won India became free When he would meet with his advisors the night before the day of meeting with social, political, spiritual and community leaders They would plan the day And if the day was promising to be a long one he would simply say I must arise earlier to meditate longer Do not refuse to use any tool that you have, my friends, as long as you use these tools in love, in light, in consideration of the fact that you deal only with the Creator, no matter what the face may present itself to you. At this time, we shall transfer this contact to the one known as Steve. We are those of Kuo. I am Kuo, and am with this instrument. We would like to begin by thanking this instrument and this group for the sincerity of its efforts in seeking and in calling upon us to participate in the seeking this instrument has been most assiduous in challenging us today for it has felt that it has a day upon which many have dealt with difficult emotional circumstances and that these emotional circumstances give fertile ground for negative greeting and we will agree that this is in fact true and that every precaution that you may take against That kind of intrusion upon your own free will and your efforts to open your hearts in love to others around you should be carefully screened for intent. We are those of the Confederation of Planets in service to the Infinite Creator, and our intent is to come in service and in love in the name of an open heart, in the name of being open and helpful to others. We feel that that intent is harmonious with the intent of this group, and it is only because of this that we feel we may offer our service at this time. So the question that the group has asked this day brings up an issue that faces third-density seekers over and over again, and we will say also continues well into the fourth-density experience. We may put the question in the following way. Shall the seeker after truth focus this seeking upon the suffering nuances of opening the heart, little by little, in the context that the daily catalysts suggest as opportunities for seeing the self in the mirror provided by others, And in allowing the self to serve as a mirror to others, or shall the self sally forth into the world armed with its best estimate of how that world may be improved, how that world may be amended in such a way as to better enable other selves to find their way? Now, we will not offer you a definite answer to this question, for indeed it has not been our experience that there is one definite answer that fits all circumstances. But we would suggest that the first responsibility of each seeker after the truth is to seek that truth in the highest and best way that is available to the seeker and not only that but to seek to make the truth available to others in as clear and clean and undistorted a way as is possible given the limitations of the seeker and the one who seeks to serve and the limitations of the circumstances in which that service may be brought forth and offered to others and to the world so we will say that it is a question that each here must ask him or herself where precisely this balance is perceived to lie at the point of asking there are some considerations which we would suggest it is relevant to ask the first of these considerations is what are the present limits of my ability to serve now these limits will legitimately be seen to involve first of all those talents which one has to offer to the world Presumably, these talents have already been broadly and well employed in the various functions that individuals have in the societal complex, but it may be the opportunities for service will be seen to revise in particular ways given the unfolding of events, such that it seems possible that there might be a goodly reception for abilities one may bring forward in service. On the other hand, there is another consideration, and we would suggest that of the two this is the more significant. It is a question of how things stand with regard to the openness of the heart on the part of the seeker seeking to serve. You cannot serve to any better effect than is grounded in the clarity of the open heart. There is no strategy, there is no procedure, there is no rightness of action which is so correct in itself that can be seen to override the spirit in which the service is offered. Now, to this spirit, there go a number of considerations. In offering to serve, are you motivated by a judgment? Are you motivated by a judgment that places in a certain light the other selves that you seek to serve? Are you motivated by a judgment that places in a certain light the group mind, if you will, of the social energy complex which surrounds you? Are you motivated by a judgment which might suggest that you yourself are in possession of knowledge, that you yourself are in possession of some capacity or perfection that those around you lack, and would be well advised to accept as a gift from you? these possibilities that we have just listed we would suggest to you can be seen as so many possibilities in which you can be entrapped for in the open-hearted service there cannot be the least scintilla of judgment the open heart does not judge and so there is work of a preliminary nature before any who would serve with the clarity of the open heart and this work is to ensure that the service that one proposes to offer is indeed grounded in an open-hearted or green ray energy So the work of the self upon the self is a work that, if it is neglected, will inevitably yield a circumstance such that the service that comes forward will be tainted if it is not first washed in love. It is so easy, my friends, to be drawn out from your center, to be caught up in the turmoil of the events of the day, to find one's anger rising when one sees injustice, when one sees intolerance, when one sees hate having its way with other souls seemingly not able or willing to reach the condition of the open heart the world is a vast place my friends and it cannot be set right by any action that merely conforms to the principles of right action and so it can very easily seem to the seeker that is distraught to the seeker that is frustrated to the seeker who is filled with sorrow gazing upon the wounds of the world that there simply is nothing to be done and maybe that is so Maybe it is so, that there is upon an occasion or two, or three or four, nothing to be done. But if you look deeper into the heart of that nothing, it may begin to clear that what seems to be nothing can, upon closer inspection, turn out to be a something after all. It can seem that what you have available before you, that you can possibly do, could not possibly have much effect on the course of events. And yet a little bit here, a little bit there, can surprise you. And the more that the little bits of your interactions with the world are filled with larger and larger bits of your love, the more that love can come to have a place in the world. There is no telling, my friends, what effects a little love will have. And if you do the work that is available for you in the immediacy of your life, in the immediacy of your meditations, in the intimacies of your interactions with your fellow human beings, you may find, you may find, my friends, that a very little can become a very lot. Now having said that, we will not say that you should inevitably withdraw from all interactions with what you may call the larger social movements which may be underway and which may have the opportunity to change the course of events as they unfold upon your planet. We have simply spoken to the need for each individual to consider well, to consider often, and to consider deeply what energy you are contributing to the flow or the current represented by these movements. If you bring anger, you will find that anger begets anger. If you bring fear, you will find that fear begets fear. If you bring love, you may find that love reaches out in love and finds itself in response to love offered back. And as predictable as anger is in its response, and as predictable as fear is in its response, even in a completely opposite way, is it unpredictable how love will respond to love that has been offered? For it is love that is the creator of energy and it is the energies of anger of fear and of judgment that are restrictive that are destructive so the core of our message to you today would simply be that those opportunities for engagement with your social energy complex which suggests the possibility that you may bring to this engagement the fullness of your own love these are opportunities well taken if on the other hand you find that your personal circumstances are such that you get called forth into these group energies you feel yourself thrust out from your center and you feel yourself losing your balance and you fear yourself at a distance from the creative source of your own loving outreach then it is better to take a step back to retreat into a safer place to join yourself with those of like mind and of open heart that you may find renewal for you will never have the ability to offer positive energy to the social complex if that positive energy is not already what describes the situation there are energies abroad in the land at present which are of a negative hue negativity is not ultimately correctable by equal but opposite negativity and so the trick of serving in the environment you now face is to first of all find the source of the positive love you have within you and then secondly to find some pattern of expressing your being that allows you to maintain the thread of that positivity as you wend your way through the complicated pathways of your opportunities to serve your larger society We feel the distraught cries, not only of this group, but of many who share your society at this time. We are the brothers and sisters of sorrow, and we have sorrowed with your peoples many times before, but we will say that for all the sorrows we have endured with you, that there also have been many, many joys. Those joys will not die, my friends. Those joys can serve as a reminder and a beacon that better days will come, and the way that You can keep the home fires burning is by remembering the love you have for those around you that make it easiest for you to remain within the center of your love, which once again is the open heart. In the simplicity of the open heart, there is a way, and it is to that that we would commend you. We are those of quo, and we leave you in the love and in the light of the one creator, and would at this time return to the one known as Jim to inquire whether there are further questions yet upon the minds of those present. Adonai, my friends, Adonai jim channeling i am quote and i'm once again with this instrument may we ask if there are any further queries within the group today i have a question many near-death survivors report with great consistency unconsciously leaving their bodies and being drawn to a non-earthly realm where they meet a spirit entity of infinite unconditional love and light whom they tend to regard as god or other cultural equivalent deity many also experience a life review and some are able to learn about life's purpose and the true nature of creation far beyond current scientific understanding do you regard what we learn from such experiences to be consistent with your teachings in general i am quote and i'm aware of your query my brother indeed we do agree with what you have spoken and indeed there is far more to add the near-death experience is that which is not an accident shall we say it is that which is brought to an entity as an opportunity to reinvigorate the incarnational experience there are some entities who have programmed such reinvigorations into their incarnations previous to the incarnation knowing that there would be the need for reviewing that which was planned times. Oftentimes, entities are aware that certain lessons have been difficult in previous incarnations and have programmed these to be repeated in the upcoming incarnation knowing that there will be a time of trial and testing and will require additional energies. Thus, when one passes from this material illusion into the world of spirit, there are oftentimes a variety of entities that may greet the departing soul. Most often, this is one of the spirits that overlook such soul's progress within the incarnational pattern each entity within the third density illusion has three guides one of a male nature one of the female nature and one is what you would call androgynous depending upon the entity's type of lessons and progress in learning the lessons will one or the other of these guides be summoned to greet the entity as it passes through the veil of forgetting and enters into true life that which is without illusion There are other entities available to the departing entity that are part of this entity, shall we say, soul group, spiritual family, or clan, as they have often been called. These entities are also available for support in such instances as the near-death experience for all have planned together to undertake certain experiences, certain lessons, and certain services within the Incarnation. There is also available the entity a council of elders that may help to review the lessons in the incarnation just previously left shall we say or completed in the case of the entity who is permanently passing through the death experience this council may also provide shall we say a broader point of view to the departing entity that will enhance this entity's understanding of what it has undertaken to learn what has been left unlearned and what may be possible in another incarnation or in resuming the incarnation that has just been left momentarily shall we say there are many many entities who have had these near-death experiences and these are experiences which have been occurring more and more frequently within the last shall we say half century of your illusion for there is a greater understanding if we may misuse this term for this delusion of this process there is more shall we say data and experience available so that those who seek to share this experience with others that they may also be enlightened according to the possibilities of such experiences they then do so realizing that there is now a growing body of evidence that reveals the greater purpose of both incarnation within this third density illusion and the greater reality that is entered after leaving this illusion that allows the spiritual seeker to learn those lessons of importance to it so that it might become a balanced entity in the overall sense and continue moving forward in its journey of seeking unity with the one infinite creator is there a further query my brother i have one I dreamed of being reincarnated 300 years hence in a much-changed world after global and environmental disaster and precipitous population decline. Although I felt relieved to be informed that humankind survived and remained civilized, I feel great responsibility to do whatever I can to counter or alleviate such massive change and the suffering it must involve. And so I have two questions. Does my dream, in fact, describe future reality? And in the larger context of human experiences gained is my felt responsibility misplaced. I am, quote, and am aware of your queries my brother you have perceived a possible future for there are many opportunities for entities within your illusion to make decisions that affect each possible or probable future the future is not fixed you see however there is a certain boundary that is described by the overall tenor or mood shall we say of a culture or a nation and indeed of a planet this mood or tenor lays the groundwork for that which is to come within your future experience as the various entities nations and societies move forward in their choices of service to self or service to others or being unable to choose then possibilities are enhanced in some degree in one direction and decreased in some degree in another direction however they exist together as possibilities or probabilities for the planet itself to experience thus it is not possible for us at this time to tell you with certainty that you have seen that which will occur You have seen a possibility which may be greater than 50% at this time, in the future perhaps enhanced, perhaps reduced. Your felt responsibility is true for whatever the outcome your choices made now in this incarnation have their say in that outcome. Your ability to move in service to others through the love in your heart, the determination of your mind, and the infinity of your spirit will help to determine that which occurs with your realm of experience. Your realm of experience will serve as a pattern for others so that there may be a reflection of your experience to others' minds and spirits and hearts and souls. Thus, your beginning actions where you are now in your life experience could begin a chain reaction, shall we say, that will have its effects felt far into the future. Thus, we highly commend your feelings of responsibility to be carried out in the way that you feel most appropriate. We remind you, as you know well, that consulting the heart within The creator within is most important in flavoring, shall we say, or biasing any action that you take. All actions done with love create a far greater probability of realization than those that do not contain the most important quality. Is there a further query, my brother? No, thank you. We thank you, my brother, for your consideration, for your determination, and for your love. Is there another query at this time? Question, is it possible to heal other individuals and how do we learn to do it? I am, quote, and am aware of your query, my brother. It is indeed possible, my brother, the learning of the healing is that which is a process that could well take a lifetime to accomplish, for there is much that must be done. Within your own culture you are aware of the saying, Physician, heal thyself. Indeed, this is what must occur for any who would attempt to heal or to help in the healing process. We might make a distinction here that the healer itself does not heal. The healer makes it possible for the one to be healed to heal itself Through its own faith in the one creator. In order to become that which is known as the healer and to be able to offer this opportunity to others who are in need of healing, one must begin with a study of one's own mind. One must become a balanced entity, where you see difficulties of one nature or another. You must be able to balance those difficulties within your own mind body spirit complex so that you function as a balanced entity. For example, if you experience impatience in your life in the daily experience, you may in your meditations in the evening attempt to repeat that feeling of impatience allowing its opposite of patience to come into balance seeing both as opportunities for the creator to know itself this type of balance might be carried forward into all other aspects of the life which move one way from the center of love for all any experience that does this is that which requires balance be it confusion be it doubt be it disharmony be it temerity be it foolhardiness yet over bravery shall we say all of these need balance within the mind of the entity who seeks to become a healer this is the longest part of the process of becoming a healer one must also balance the body in its various functions knowing that this is the vehicle through which the mind moves the body is that creature of the mind the body therefore is a reflection of those portions of the mind that are not well understood by the mind finally the spirit is also that which requires balance however the spirit, in most cases, is most balanced of the three mind-body-spirit components that form an entity within your illusion. Do you have a further query, my brother? No, thank you. I am Quo, and we thank you, my brother. Is there a final query at this time? Quote. do you find that we on the planet now are severely damaging our environment, and what can we do to improve the damage that has been done? I am quote, and I'm aware of your query, my sister. Indeed, the many millennia of human occupation of this planetary sphere have seen great degradations wrought upon the planetary surface as the wasteful thinking producing and experiencing of the human race has left its a fall upon the planet there is a great need to heal the planet the healing may take place in a variety of ways physically there can be the determination by each entity and community that what was previously garbage perhaps can be made into that which is useful once again Rather than discarded into a pile of rubbish that further causes the depletion of the planetary purity, shall we say? There is the possibility of meditation and visualization of those places upon the planetary surface that you are aware of that are in need of such healing and seeing healing moving there. There is the possibility of moving in the circles of the community, the state, and the nation to see that there are provisions passed in the legal network that allow the carbon emissions to be reduced the footprint shall we say to be reduced on the planet's surface there is the moving within the religious groups to see that there is an offering of service to those about the community that would be in need of information or education this may be accomplished within other circles but we mentioned the religious circles there is often the experience within such circles that are more pointed towards the education of entities regarding the nature of the planet and the experience of the community in reflecting the values shall we say of the community versus the values of the preservation and restoration of the planetary sphere the only restriction is imagination my sister look into the situations that you are aware of as an individual in your community and see what is that needs to be done for there are others like yourself who are aware that there is yet a distance to go in realizing a balance and harmony with the earth upon which we live at this time we shall take our leave of this instrument and this group we leave you each as we have found you in love and in light we thank you once again for inviting our presence this afternoon we're most honored to join you and look forward to doing this again in your future Adonai, my friends. Adonai, Vasu, Boragas. So I found this channeling to be very instructive in my own case and very interesting as well. What I find is that there's that heartfelt desire when your heart opens up and you become more and more empathic to the world around you. You see terrible things happening, injustices happening in the world. And one thing that happens as you shift into a fourth density environment is that you're more and more aware of these injustices. But one thing that can result as you become more of an activist to try to get these injustices taken care of is that you put yourself into a a little group and they begin this by saying that we are all the same creator. We're all one. That means all those people that are doing the injustice are you. Every single one of the people on the planet are the same being. So we want to avoid isolating ourselves into specific groups it means to avoid joining certain pendulums at the heart of it you want to bless and wash everything that you do with love and if you're trying to limit or manipulate someone else to do what you think is right perhaps you want to avoid that there's nothing wrong with being activist as martin luther king was if you see something wrong we can be of great service by standing up to it in love for everyone to avoid this injustice from happening. No need to isolate a group or point our finger at someone else, but to bring love, which has this vast intelligence to it. The love knows what to do. If you don't know what to do about a situation, then you know that the love knows what to do. And we've been taught in another meditation, which I found to be very, very helpful by Matt Kahn, where we say, thank you for reminding me what my light is transforming you see things in the world then you're seeing something that's already happened it's already manifested there's not really much that we can do about it but we can be reminded that our light is transforming it and simply by being and radiating this light we can make differences in the world and if we are guided intuitionally by the love within us to do more to speak out to act then we should do it yeah maybe someday i can run for president Right now, I can make a difference by just simply offering love to everyone, no matter who you are and what political party you are. By offering my love, I believe I can change the world, and I think we all can too. There's definitely a difference for everyone in this world and how we interact with the injustices and the things that we see that are going wrong. Don't be manipulated by the disinformation about what is actually happening, because many of the disinformation is very, very subtle psyops that will appease your heart in a certain way, but in actuality, it's all service to self. So be careful of that and go within and ask yourself in meditation, what is the best thing I should do? What's the best action I can take? Trust your intuition on this and great things will happen. Interesting question at the end on helping the environment. And I do believe we can make great changes. They give some practical examples of things we can do by managing our waste but we can also send love and visualize the places that are suffering from environmental destruction now and we can make a difference because we are creating our reality you can find all episodes of the reality revolution at therealityrevolution.com i'm sending all my love and light to everyone listening thank you so much for the honor of reading these words to you and welcome to the reality revolution